There are 16 spots in the playoffs and just one track left. Well, not just any track. Daytona. A last chance to keep playoff hopes alive and for fans to experience an event unlike any other. NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 26th and 27th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. the track the hot fast racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right i'd like to welcome you to the monday morning edition of the rowdy maglite show as always i got kyle magnum my way up there in pa welcome kyle hey rowdy how's it going and it's uh, Monday morning, and it's time to get the week off, but off to a good start. Kyle, uh, we're, uh, the plans was to have Buddy Kofo on, but we don't know if Buddy's going to make it after that uh, bad crash that he had. He's safe, but Kyle, we talked about it. He's probably stove up pretty big time this morning. Yeah, he was in a bad crash yesterday at the end of the ARCA race. Uh, Bryce Hodgeberg uh, got into a lap car and just basically went full speed ahead. So, uh, tough break. Um, you know, the ARCA Menards Series officials decided to red flag the race, and that was it. And uh, I guess because of time constraints. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Buddy Kofoid, I'm walking away from that crash. And uh, Jesse Love getting the win yesterday. So, uh, yeah, three cars on the lead lap in the, uh, the short end. 100 lap race, um, yeah, um, hopefully we'll, we'll get him on this morning, if not, we'll reschedule him, but Rowdy, I was thinking maybe we could we could play the new intro quick, I have it up. Uh, and then we'll just let you on and do that, and we'll just lead right on into uh, Chase or Brandon, we, we've we got Brad Perez on, also recorded, who finished, we, he finished uh, 20th in the Xfinity race. Uh, we also have Brandon Jones that won the ARCA race at, at Watkins Glen. We've also got Chase Elliott, the regular season champion, whatever that means. Uh, also, Kyle, yo man, uh, Kyle Larson wins the Xfinity race. We've got Kyle in the Xfinity deadline room. We also got the owner of the car, Dale Jr., and Kyle Larson winning the cup race. So we got a full two hours of uh, something, something going on here, Kyle. Yeah, uh, the Xfinity race Saturday um, looked like William Byron and Ty Gibbs were in a class of their own. Um, nobody was probably going to get them. But uh, the restart late in the race with four laps to go, uh, Ty Gibbs and William Byron go side by side into the bus stop. That never works at Watkins Glen. Uh, Ty Gibbs hits the curb, spins out himself in the 17 car. Kyle Larson drives by, holds off A.J. Allmendinger. Rowdy, not once, but twice this weekend. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how it went. Uh, Kyle Larson's debut for Junior Motorsports. Um, you know, his last Xfinity start, he was second at Ty Gibbs at Road America. I know he was leading that race late and uh, missed the corner, and Ty Gibbs got by. But, um, yeah, um, I know there were a lot of drivers coming to the 54 car after the Xfinity race yesterday or Saturday, so I'm not sure what happened there, but um, 
you know, with the other drivers. But, um, you know, uh, yeah, he backed it up again Sunday. Um, had to use Chase Elliott up a little bit, but uh, I guess you got to do anything you got to do to win. So um, Chase Elliott did get the regular season title, clinched it with one week left before Daytona. So um, Chase Elliott's had just a consistent season, no no surprise there. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, basically was the favorite to win Sunday, won the pole, um, faded back to fourth there at the end. But, uh, yeah, Kyle Larson wins back-to-back at the Glen, you know, 2021 when they returned there for the first time in two years. And then this year, uh, Kyle Larson wins the next-gen car, second one of the year, by the way. But, uh, yeah, um, first win since Auto Club. And then, uh, you know, second win for him. I mean, he was already locked into the playoffs. Um, Kurt Busch is locked into the playoffs, even though he's not racing right now. Uh, he's locked in, too. So, um, yeah, Rowdy, we got a lot coming up. we got Daytona coming up. Uh, we still got to recap the weekend from the Glen. I know we have some Brandon Jones audio from uh, his ARCA win on Friday. I was going to go ahead and play that. All right. Yeah, man, I mean, I don't think that we necessarily started out as just a dominating, um, you know, race car. Um, we had really good speed, definitely capable of running top three pace. Um, but I kind of let those two guys, uh, Taylor and Sammy, get out there. They were faster than us to begin, and so I just wanted to watch them. I wanted to see where they were beating us, making up a little bit of time. Um, they got pretty far ahead, too, so it kind of became pretty difficult. But uh, I think we just did a good job there of watching where they were a little bit faster and Made some really good calls there to uh, try to get a little bit more grip in our, our Toyota Camry and uh, paid off towards the very end. I, I watched uh, Taylor a few times. Um, he was really aggressive getting into one, and he got into the 18 a few times just you know, by himself. And so I knew if I could ever time that correctly and get that launch down on the restarts, if I could ever pull out and push him a little bit, um, that was going to be a really big turning point for myself um, because that would have gave me just a little bit more momentum on him and allowed me to kind of get underneath him <clears throat> just like the, the very end of the race played out, honestly. I mean, I, I don't think we could have planned it or made it work any better than, than we did, you know. So uh, all, all in all, um, you know, I think that if I could have ever got out front, um, it would have been a different story, uh, but it was just that we were all three so close on lap time-wise, so when we all got strung out, it was uh, becoming pretty difficult to pass there. But, uh, no, I was, I was happy to see those last couple of restarts towards the end. That's for our game anyways. That's what we needed to, to win the race, and, um, and, it, and it did there. So that was, uh, it was cool to see. Take me through that, and did you maybe expect or think that maybe there'd be some contact there, and you'd had kind of a gap to open up and, and go for it? Yeah. So the prior to the very last one, I, I figured that was going to be a big one, and it really turned out not to be. You know, I think that the 18 got a really good launch, 17 had to fall into place there, and so I was thinking, man, you know, we we have to well, we have to 
force the issue a little bit, I think, this time. And that was all it was. I mean, I don't know if it necessarily was me playing head games, but I'm going to go with that, you know. I think that uh, me trying to look to the inside, me pushing him down into one, that's a that's a tough spot as, as a race leader to be in, sort of, is to be, you know, on the front row with, with a green-white checker, kind of the way that it played out, um, just because, you know, you know the guy behind you, if he gets a good enough launch, uh, is probably going to push you or try to fake you out and do things. And so, um, you know, you're, you're kind of in, in my game at, at, at that point of the race and uh, executed it pretty well. So, yeah, I expect some a little bit of contact between those two and that's what I was banking on on winning the race is them two kind of getting together and that gave me the opportunity to get you know the pass and then for tomorrow do you think you learned anything for for the Xfinity race tomorrow and and do you think that uh, the extra laps they could help you kind of start to get back that consistency yeah certainly man I mean this is uh always has proven you know before the Xfinity race you know me coming to run these ARCA races it's always uh kind of changed the way that we've raced that Xfinity race so just uh, I think show up that day with more confidence, more aggression. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of things today that we learned uh, far, as far as, you know, where the passing zones were, uh, kind of where the braking zones were, too. I mean, I know this Arca car is a little bit different than the Xfinity car, but uh, all that stuff really translated pretty well. I mean, we've been running this track a bunch uh, on the simulator, and so, you know, you have a decent idea. I've been coming to Watkins Glen for a long time now, so I, I have a general idea of, of where you need to be, but it's just a good refresher before tomorrow, before we, uh, you know, fire off and practice and, in that series, we don't have many many practice laps. We don't have much time anymore to uh, to dial in our our, our supers over there. So uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a good start. A lot of momentum before tomorrow. Uh, Bob Parker, Fox Sports. So kind of along those lines, what do you get out of this? Do you get a? Is it just a great opportunity to go run, run for a trophy? Is it specifically to learn for tomorrow, or do you even look more to the future and you know? When trying to decide where to race next year, it gives people a reminder that that you're a winner. Yeah, I I, I think you kind of hit them all, really. You know, I mean, it's uh, great to just add wins to resumes, no matter what the series is. You know, I think that um, a great race car driver is going to go run anything he can get in. You know, I think that throughout the week. I come and run these ARCA races. I'm at, you know, Wednesday night dirt track races. I'm in go-kart races. I'm in Xfinity races, trucks, whatever I can get in um, to just go make laps. And uh, I think that's the key. You know, if you were to show up, and this is what we used to do a bunch, just show up and race, you know, on, on a Saturday. And, uh, what you know, during the week you're running maybe once on the simulator. And so now it's how can you stay in the game longer throughout the week and how do you keep your mind um, thinking ahead as far as, you know, just keeping it in the racing in the racing zone. So um, that, that's what I'm doing with these races, man. And, and, and some of it's, you know, just trying to still figure out some of these road courses and other tracks. I mean, I, I didn't have this in the bag today. You know, I think that there's still – uh, some strong competition here, and, and I don't come and, and lead every single lap of these races. I still have to try to fight these guys and, and try to, uh, you know, pass them. And so they're, they're, they're definitely tough to, to race around, and, uh, and I think it is, it's good warm-up and good practice. Any other questions? Jim Motorsport.com. Brandon, you seem pretty excited about getting the road course victory. Um, does it surprise you it's taking you this long? I mean, how do you consider yourself as a road racer? Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't put a timeline on the road course stuff uh, just because this is just something I, I, you know, I didn't grow up doing. You know, I, I've I've been an oval track racer my entire life, and um, it was all about now. Okay, how do we get better at these? Because we've added so many to the schedule. I mean, it used to be when I first started Xfinity, maybe three total on the whole schedule, and now we're looking at six, seven races. You know, so it's a big part of the of the of the sport now. Uh, you get into our playoffs, and now it becomes a, a big part of it as well. You have the Roval thrown in there, and there's some things that uh, that can really shake races up 
if you're not careful and you're not good at some of these races. So it's it's just been about, you know, how do you get better at these races? Um, and it's it's just, you know, wearing the simulator out for me. It's running go-karts, um, as many different cars as you can get in. And, and going to some of these schools, there's some really cool schools that, uh, that actually have some really good stuff to say um, and, and different things there. And so um, I've just been trying to build my resume as much as I can on these road courses and build your book as best as you can. It's truthfully just kind of taken up to this point to start to realize and start to figure out exactly what you need. I mean, we came to Road America early this year, thought we could have ran about third and ran fifth there. I mean, so there's been a lot of big gains uh, for, for us on these road courses lately. So this is, this is a good one to see, though, man. It's a, it's a really nice uh, change of pace for us on these tracks. ChrisMankatTrans.com. Well, Brandon, how many ARCA races do you have left? I mean, you got, I think you got Bristol on your schedule. Is that it? Yeah, Br- Bristol's it. I uh, had five total this year, and, and so it'd be cool to uh, to knock Bristol out and, and get that one as well. But uh, Bristol's been one, and it's always going to be one that um, is up in there a little bit on it. If they spray PJ1 or if they don't spray it, how it's been sprayed. I mean, that track has changed a lot now that they started doing that. Um, and so that race is actually going to be pretty key for me to uh, kind of get an idea of, of how, how the spray works, if they do it or not. Um, and so that's going to be a, another one of those, you know, hey, we, we got laps on top of that stuff, and we've got some, uh, some, more, some more momentum heading into that race. So, yeah, we're, we're going to utilize uh, Bristol for, for that reason. And what's it been like to work with uh, Sammy Smith as a teammate? Yeah, Sammy's been really good. I mean, you know, obviously um, I think that over on uh, the JGR side in Xfinity, he's been pretty fast already, shown some speed. Um, it's it's interesting to see how these kids from ARCA are coming up, skipping the truck series and coming right into Xfinity and being pretty competitive. I mean, we saw it with uh, Ty already, and, and now Sammy's doing a pretty good job as well with it. So uh, I guess it you know kind of says a lot about the, the ARCA car and how it, how it drives. Thanks Brandon. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. Well, Kyle, it pays to go both ways there. I mean, I, I would say if you're at Watkins Glen and you got a chance to run the Arkham Menard Series before Xfinity or Cup and you don't have that experience on the track, that's the place to grab it. That race was stacked last year. Uh, Chase Briscoe, uh, Ty Gibbs, Corey Heim, Brandon Jones, who was in the Venerini car at the time, uh, Carson hosts of our Austin Hill. I mean, the list just keeps going and going. So, very competitive race Watkins Glen is normally. Uh, I know Sammy Smith kind of felt like that was taken away from him. Um, dominated the race, but uh, didn't come out with the win. Um, did win the pole for the race. And, uh, yeah, it was Sammy Smith and Brandon Jones on the front row for the for the general tire delivers 100. Um, but, yeah, that last lap restart, uh, Sammy Smith uh, went wide from Taylor Gray. Uh, opened the door for Brandon Jones, and he just drove away. So, um, yeah, it seemed like that was turn one was the big uh, the big turning point of the weekend, no pun intended. Uh, yeah, um, turn one was basically – that's where I always sat rowdy at Watkins when I was turn one. But uh, that's where a yeah. lot of the action happens, and it seems like every – almost every, well, except for the Xfinity race, at least the ARCA race and the Cup race were kind of determined by what happened in turn one. Well, Kyle, we were lucky enough to have uh, – Brad Perez back on uh, before the Xfinity race, and uh, not a bad race this time. He, 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 what, 20th? He was in 20th. The race was over. Yeah, he finished 20th in his Xfinity Series debut. Um, he tempted Indy, didn't make it with uh, MBM Motorsports, but uh, retried it. And Watkins Glen with Emerlyn Gase, qualified 27th, finished 20th. So, 
a nice 20th place, a top 20 in his Xfinity debut, just like his truck debut. He got a top 20 as well. So um, we're going to play that audio. We had him on Friday. And uh, let's see what he had to say uh, before his Xfinity debut at the Glen. Sounds good, guy. To the Rowdy Maglite Show, Brad Perez, and he's making his attempt to uh, at Watkins Glen. Welcome to the show, Brad. Hey, how's it going? How you doing? Well, what's the weather like today, Brad? It is absolutely beautiful. There's a couple clouds in the sky. I mean, this is perfect upstate New York weather. I mean, it was like nine, and now it's, I would assume like eighty, maybe. Pretty nice. Beautiful day to be practicing in, uh, at the track, I, I would say. Oh, yeah. We're not practicing today, but um, definitely, uh, definitely a nice day to, to do some tech. I mean, really, uh, I've, I've been to way worse tech days where it's pouring rain, so nice to be uh, nice and, and dry today. Hey, Brad, before we get started any farther, you was in the uh, 7 that was on that developmental IMSA. How'd that come out? Um, so the the IMSA thing, yes, sir. That um, I actually applied for that IMSA diversity scholarship. Um, I saw it out and I was like, yeah, you know, I'll give it a shot. I mean, I, road racing is my background. I never really got a chance to uh, to go into the pro ranks. Two of the reasons I think NASCAR is a you know was a, a more viable option for me. So that's why I ended up doing NASCAR. But um, definitely my background is in sports car racing. Like I've done spec me auto racing and stuff. So. I figured, you know, why not give it a shot? And, and uh, they ended up picking me as one of the finalists, which is amazing. You know, I probably couldn't even be uh, considered for that if it weren't for my previous NASCAR experience. So hopefully uh, in, in November they pick me as the, as the winner. But, you know, we're going we're gonna to try for it and see if we can do something in IMSA next year. Have you ever been to 24 hours? I have never driven in a professional sports car race. Just as a fan, you've never been to 24 hours of the Rolex. Oh, 24. I have. Oh, yeah. No, I've oh, yeah. been. I've, I've, uh, I've been like a couple times as a kid growing up in Florida, so I've 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 gone up there maybe four or five times. That is, if you've never, if you're an automobile lover, that is something to wake up at three and four o'clock in the morning and hear those caddies coming around that track. Oh yeah, the real ones stay up there. We're uh, we're always you know 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Still, still digging in the grandstand. <laughs> so, uh, Brad, you're in a, a different car with a different group this weekend. Let's talk about that at, at Watkins Glen. So this weekend we're with the uh, the Emerling Gates Motorsports guys. I gotta really give a, a big thanks to uh, to Patrick Emerling for giving me this opportunity. This is his home race, so he's actually gonna be racing tomorrow night or in a modified at Chemung Speedrome. So. He wanted to do the double, but he's like, ah, maybe not. And uh, he gave me this opportunity, uh, put together a little bit of sponsorship to do this. Um, but uh, not to discount the the MBM Motorsports guys. I mean, I I really wish you would have made the race last time with them. Worked super hard and um, really good friends with them. So, either way, man, this this group, I'm really excited. Really excited with Joey and and Patrick and Scott Eggleston and Rick Bourgeois and, and and everybody involved, so we can put this thing in the show. Hey, Brad, you got Kyle here. My first question for you is uh, talk a little bit about your experience in the Xfinity car in Indianapolis. I know it's not what you expected, but, I mean, how did that go, and, you know, what, are you, what did you learn from all that? Uh, definitely learned that I underdrove a ton. Like, I, you know, 
I, I definitely did not understand the capabilities of these cars. I mean, they're a lot more responsive, a lot quicker. Honestly, they handle so much better than a truck. I almost honestly completely underestimated how good these things handle in comparison. And that's even being in a quote-unquote, like, backmarker car. I mean, it still handles pretty good. So um, definitely, you know, you put a really good driver in there, they make the show in that 13. So I definitely put that on me. Um so that's why I'm, I'm taking a lot of that knowledge and, and, you know, those notes that I took down. And same thing with my notes from last year, racing the ARCA race at Watkins Glen. and just putting all that together. And I think I'm a little bit more confident coming in this time. I, I really think we are going to put this thing in the show. I pretty much, uh, I would say almost guarantee it, I think, you know, as long as nothing goes wrong. But um, I definitely, as a driver, I feel like it's progressed a lot since then. Second question is, uh, what what did you learn from that Watkins Glen race last year that would that might be able to help you out uh, come Saturday? Honestly, man, that race was so quick fire that it was it was really difficult because actually that race I had no practice. We blew a rotor in, in practice, so could have had one lap of practice and went straight to the race and was starting to pick guys off. Even with uh, an ongoing mechanical failure that we had during the race, ended up sidelining us at the end. But um, definitely learned racecraft. Definitely learned how to how to maintain my pace. Uh, definitely was a lot more race related things. I, I think you know making sure that that you know I was managing my tires and, and going through runs like that. It definitely that that was the big help for that race. But th- it being my first stock car race, I had to learn so much that if I had a list of all the things that I had picked up from that race, the the list would be huge. It'd be biblical. <laughs> so. Um, you know, for this, it's really um, not really picking up much other than just knowing where the track is and being familiar with breaking points and whatnot. So, Brad, I'm going to be, looks like my schedule is going to put me at Daytona and Darlington is my next two races. So I'm really looking forward to meeting you. And pretty big weekend for you. Uh, have you prepared for this? Uh, I wish I could have said I prepared more, but... Uh, been really busy. I was actually on tour with a band called Think In, and we finished our tour in Charleston, West Virginia on Wednesday. And from then, we've been traveling all the way up the East Coast to make it to Watkins Glen. I just got here legit 30 minutes ago and uh, finally finished the tour. I didn't have a chance to go home. I haven't sat in the car. I'm actually standing around the car right now. just sat in it like 10 minutes ago and uh, just going to go ahead and make sure all those things are nice and buttoned up. Uh, all I've been doing really is just going through uh, race footage, old race footage, and looking at old qualifying sessions, um, onboards, anything I could do. I looked at my notes from last year, looked at my notes from last time I was able to, to drive a Xfinity car. So that's just about it. I didn't do any sim time, any of that. So it's kind of cold turkey. Brad, let's uh, thank the guy. What about the guys that's sitting around? While you're sitting around talking, they're working around the car. You don't get throw out a holler at those guys. Well, luckily, I scheduled this call before the garage opened because I'm going to have to, to put a little work in, too. So we, we figured it out. <laughs> what about the, uh, your sponsors, Brad? Let's talk about those. Yeah. So um, we actually – this opportunity came about on Monday. So I had to find money to do this on Monday and uh, call just about everybody I knew possibly. And uh, it was honestly thanks to Brett Jamison, Apex Coffee, um, you know, sticking by me because he actually made the phone call to Eric Weiss of Weiss, Sand, and Clay, and he actually got me in contact with him, and and Mr. Weiss was like, absolutely, I'm on board. So 
He's our primary sponsor for this week. White Sand and Clay out of Houston, Texas. They make a construction and um, sand and, and, and clay, basically construction supplies uh, for building foundations. So uh, very small business uh, and out of the Houston area. We also got Mountain View Property Management out of Franklin, New York. They uh, basically do like landscaping and upkeep for properties uh, all around the Catskills, New York region. Uh, also, we got Dusty Pete's uh, Gifts and Collectibles out of Auburn, New York. So they make like little trading cards and stuff like that. It's a little knickknack store. It's really awesome. Uh, I got to pay that a visit for sure. The Pex Coffee has always supported me. And um, you have to give them the ultimate shout-out because they're the ones that also stick their neck out for me for a lot of these other sponsors. They're like, okay, if this works, then then surely I can support him too. So uh, big thanks to them. And last but not least, Dinah and Willie Mullins. Bugsy's Auto Repair is on the on the car today, and that's, that's super awesome. I've, I've helped him. I've crewed you for Willie Mullins at, at Talatega, and I guess you're paying the favor this time by helping me uh, with this effort today. Been on the show a lot of times and really great guests. And we got to go on the boulevard on Friday night with him. And it, Willie goes, I don't understand why we work all day Friday busting our butts. And we hadn't been out here having fun all this time. <laughs> I, I think he's got a tradition going now. So, uh, Brad, once again, thanks a lot for taking time. I like the way the sport's going, man. It, it, we got some great drivers coming in here. I mean, look at the Arca Menard series. you got Nick Sanchez and Rajah Caruso fighting it out for one and two. Anybody can do this if you get out. But the number one thing, you got to be a good driver. You know this so well, though, Brad. You just talked about it. you got to be one heck of a salesman to be able to drive a race car. Oh, yeah. And, and nowadays, yeah. Sorry about that. People don't realize what it takes be a race car driver you just just don't jump in the car and drive some do a lot don't exactly and and at this level i mean i would say this is the toughest that you got i mean you can't at this point you can't even just be a good salesman and an okay race driver or an okay race or a good race car driver and an okay salesman you got to be both so um so hopefully i can make the race car driver part a little bit better than the salesman part this weekend <laughs> All right, thanks, Brad, for being part of the Bradley Maglock Show, and looking forward to having you on again, my friend. All right, thank you. Thanks, Brad. All right, thank you all for having me. Well, Kyle, I, I said it best. You can't only be a driver. you got to be a salesman. Uh, you got to be able to deliver the speech to make it happen. I mean, there's, there's a lot to being a race car driver besides pedal and wheel. Yeah, especially like when you you know you you talk about somebody like Brad Perez, um, somebody who's who's trying to make it into the sport. You know, somebody like Dylan Mamba Smith, another guy we've had on. Um, they're trying to make it. Um, you know, sometimes you know, I know we, we talked about Noah Gregson at uh, Road America with Sage Karam. Like, you know, something like that. Um, you know, when you look at the situation there, I mean, look at Sage Karam, right? We don't know if he's running IndyCar. We don't know if he's going to run NASCAR. We don't know if he's going to commit to either series, but he's running a mix of both. So, um, yeah, rides aren't very, are very limited. And, you know, I'm happy that it worked out for Brad. Uh, started 27th, made his first Xfinity race, finished 20th in the Emerlin Gase car. Um, good, it is a good car. Um, they did make every race this year. 
Um, their best finish was a 12th with Parker Kligerman at Circuit of the Americas. Um, he ran really well in that race. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, the Xfinity Series, um, the winners keep uh, changing, Rowdy. Um, that race on uh, Saturday, uh, you know, at Watkins Glen, uh, Ty Gibbs, William Byer in the class of the field. Uh, they go two wide into the bus stop. Ty Gibbs hits the curb, hits and goes into William Byron, and they both spin out, and Kyle Larson drives by and holds on to win the race. So, um, believe it or not, Roddy, that was Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s first Xfinity win at the Glen um, as an owner. Um, Chevrolet's first win in the Xfinity Series there since 2007 with Kevin Harvick, so it's been a little while um, since Chevrolet has seen victory lane. And one last thing before uh, we go into Dale Earnhardt Jr., um, the 15 lead changes in the Xfinity race actually tied a race record. Um, actually, it was funny because I was there uh, the last time they had 15 lead changes, and that was uh, August of 2014, uh, Marcus Ambrose's last NASCAR win of any series. So uh, let's play Dale Jr. and uh, see what he had to say about everything after the end of that Xfinity race. All right, everyone, we're going to start our post-race media availabilities. We are now joined by Dale Earnhardt Jr., our race-winning owner. If you guys have a question, please raise your hand, and we will get a mic over to you. Uh, we will start over here with Marty. Marty, you might have to yell. We don't have a mic right just yet, so. <laughs> Hang tight. There we go. Look at you go, legend. <laughs> go ahead, Marty. All right, Marty Sakala, Rock Sports Network, Race Pro Weekly. Junior, I guess I'll ask first, what was your perspective in your, t in your position, the tower of that finish. That was insane. It was. Um, I was over in the perch in the uh, bus stop, just past the bus stop. But um, I knew it. I, call I called it on the radio style. I said, there's going to be contact. And, I mean, a second later, the hit. I didn't think they both were going to spin. But I knew that William was in a bad position being kind of on the outside of that switchback. Um, they weren't going to get through there side by side. I know they'd go in there that way but not finish it off. And uh, it opened the door for for Larson, and then he ran some great laps at the end. So just um, I just hustled down here because I wanted to get a picture with him in victory lane. Uh, what an honor it is for our team to have an opportunity to put him behind the wheel and um, one of the greatest drivers in the, in, in motorsports today. Uh, and so uh, it's a big day for our company. We get to work with a lot of talented drivers and a lot of veterans over the years. Uh, Tony Stewart and McMurray and several drivers have driven our cars. So it's always fun when you get a chance to work with a cup guy, but, uh, but a driver of his caliber, man, it's, it's, uh, it's special. So um, great to be able to, to check a box that otherwise, you know, might not ever happen. So very, very fortunate. Nine JRM wins this season. What can you say about your team, perhaps the best in the, in the Xfinity Series? It doesn't last forever. Enjoy it while it's going on. Um, somebody else will be doing this in a very short period of time. Could be as early as, the, you know, the, the playoffs or next year. Um, not many teams stay on top for very long. Uh, there's a lot of it's very tight quarters in the garages. Not a lot of secrets stay secrets for, for too long. So um, we're real happy with the performance. We're working real hard, and we're going to try to keep going. But uh, like I say, it's, uh, it's a, you, uh, you don't stay up on top for, for too long around this, around this sport. We'll go to the left to Dustin and then over here to Zach in the middle. DustinOvinoJSK.com, Dale to your left. Hi. Um, ninth win, like what Marty said, ties the record for the most for your team in a single season, 2014. What's that mean on a personal level? Uh, just a lot of pride uh, to be able to have a team that's successful. We worked real hard to get to this point, and um, 
I remember all of the years where we weren't successful. Uh, we were working hard to finish in the top ten, you know, and, and running fifth to tenth every single week. Just didn't have any of the speed that uh, that some of the other teams had. So there's some long, lean years there um, that uh, that was part of the journey. But um, so we'll definitely celebrate and enjoy this uh, while it's happening because we've been on both sides of it. And um, you know, just like I say, like I say, you want to keep it going as long as you can. And um, with the, with how difficult the landscape is in the sport, especially in the Xfinity Series, um, you know, we we work, we have conversations, text messages, phone conversations every single day about how challenging the the business model is. And um, so we're we're going to try to try to you know keep keep it going like we got it. Uh, but uh, you're not promised anything in this sport. You're not promised any of this success going forward, so you got to enjoy it. We'll go to Zach and then to Cole. Zach Sterney, LNASCAR.com. Dale, um, you, you touched on this quite a bit, actually, with uh, just how special it is to have Kyle Larson behind the wheel, but you got a veteran like uh, Justin Allgaier on the team who, who can provide that great feedback for uh, Jason and that whole crew, and that benefits the team. But what kind of feedback specifically can a guy like Larson come in? Um, we saw what he was able to do on the road courses last year in the Cup Series. Um, what kind of feedback can he give um, that can really benefit this program going forward? That's, great. That's a good question. You know, I mean, he's just, uh, you know, you're going to believe everything he says. That's the first thing. Um, so, and and you want an opportunity to work with guys like that because they can uh, tell you some new information. Um, we, our group of drivers and our employees all spend so much time around each other that we sort of all st- or you know keep hearing you know we keep you keep hearing the same song so many times and you stop you know you stop listening quite as closely maybe and um, and and um, and a lot of times you know the drivers are saying you know so I'm still fighting this I'm still fighting this and uh, and and you'll get a guy like Larson or Byron or somebody to come drive your car and they may t- they may tell you the the issue but in a different language and and explain it differently open up some new ideas and some new ways of maybe tackling the issue or uh, they may uh, you know talk about some of the things that they've done with their cars to help your car so awesome to have opportunity to work with veterans no matter who it is um, because they're going to be honest they're going to run the car a handful of times they got nothing to lose. They got no reason to, to to hold back, you know, in their criticism or their their opinions of the of the equipment, and it's really helpful. So, um, you know, I think our guys really lean into it when we get the chance to work with some of the some of the veterans. Thank you. We'll go to Cole and then to Michael over here. Thank you. Cole Kuslana with the Arizona Republic. Uh, congrats, Dale. Uh, this was another top five day for Noah at a track he historically struggled at. What can you just say about his progression as a driver and a person throughout his career at Junior Motorsports? Yeah, he's um, you know he's a roller coaster, that's for sure. And I would say that um, he's made some big, big gains over where he was earlier this year. Um, and um, you know, I was listening to him on the broadcast today, and just his whole demeanor, and personality, and everything seems to be much improved over where we were with uh, a couple months ago. And so it's. You know, it's it's tough to live life with such lows and such high peaks, but there's people that are just built that way, and that's going to be who he is going forward. And I think that, you know, that's going to be part of the journey for him is the lows will be low and the highs will be really high. And uh, But he's seen, he'll, he'll get in these 
positions where he'll find some stability, right, and, and, and some, some positivity in his life, and that seems to be where we are now. And we hope we can maintain that. He's really excited about his future, obviously, and that's got him pumped up and excited about going cup racing next year. And those type of – even though that's something that he can – look forward to it's not a distraction you know and and i think in his situation it's a it's a good thing going on in his life that'll support a positive attitude during a work weekend like we had this weekend at, at watkins Glen. so um i expect it to be a, a plus for us uh, as we try to win a championship with noah this year we'll go to michael um yes michael finley from trust.com um so as has been mentioned jom has won nine races this year None of them have been by the number one call. I just wanted to get your thoughts on yeah. that. Sam's, Sam's just, development. Yeah, Sam's development is going to be uh, rocky at times. And we we ourselves internally see the speed and the pace and the talent. And he's so young, and I think that if we are allowed to give him the time and the runway, that he'll figure it out. And so uh, – I really like Sam a lot. He does listen and absorb, and he wants to do as good as he possibly can. He's, uh, I'm excited we're going to get to be able to continue that process with him going forward. And so we just need the runway to be long enough, and that's no different than any other driver. Uh, you just hope you get to be able to give them the time in the car to be able to get going, and he'll figure it out, be able to put the races together. You see it with all these guys. I mean, look at Creed, like his second half of the year versus the first half. And he's a, you know, he's great in the trucks. But uh, you get in, you get an Xfinity car and uh, have a hard time really, like, putting it together and, and you're you're banging up fenders and quarter panels. And uh, we're gonna that's going to come and go with Sam. But eventually, you know, he'll get the confidence. He'll start to understand when to, when to push, when not to push, when to take the risks, when not to take the risks. A lot of times, a lot of times, it's not even in his control. You know what happens out on the racetrack, but um, I, I believe in him, and I think that you know when I watched him way back when we raced late models, and he would take it to Josh Berry, who I thought was one of the best in the late model stock division for ten years, and he was one of the few guys that came through our late model stock program that could run with Josh and push Josh and beat Josh, and so um, you know, and we see a glimpse every once in a while in our in our Xfinity car what he what he can be. Any other? We'll go right down here to Zach. I feel like we'd be remiss if I didn't ask about uh, the nine-car plans for 2023. Um, has have there been any discussions at this point for what that the future of that program looks like? Yeah, yeah, we're 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 deep into some uh, you know great opportunities to uh, to build that car next year. I can't wait to be able to announce whatever that is. Um, and uh, but from what I'm hearing, we've got some exciting uh, prospects and, and programs that could potentially uh, uh, be in the nine car next year. So, you know, we'll we'll see how, you know, Kelly and them will figure that all out. And, and um, the great thing is, is there are uh, a lot of, of ways that that could go as opposed to uh, in years past sort of having to chase down opportunities or piece together multiple drivers into one car. Uh, when a driver moves on, it does create a void, and sometimes that void isn't easily filled. But it looks like this year that there's multiple opportunities that could be in play for the nine car, and, and, and that's a good thing. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Are there any final questions for Dale? Bob? Uh, Bob Hockris, Fox Sports. Uh, you're going to get back in a car 
yeah. in about mm-hmm. 10 days. So I'm just curious, as a, do, you, do you think you'll be as nervous for that, uh, for the cars race versus like, as it sounds like you get for the Xfinity races? Yeah, I don't think I'll be that nervous about just driving or running well. I just want to finish all the laps. Um, I'll be really, really nervous that I'm going to get wrecked out or I'll wreck the car or not finish the race. Just finishing the race is really my only uh, hope and, and objective. And uh, my heart really is where – my heart is in that series and that type of car, so I'm super pumped about it, really, really excited about it. Love the Sundrop connection and the history with the design. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to that. And I've, I've wanted to uh, drive the late model car for a really long time and just haven't had the guts to do it. And so I don't know – I don't know if that can – I don't know if I can make that make sense. But um, I've been too scared to do it. You know, and I've had opportunities. I got cars, right, and uh, got weeks off and, and just haven't went and done it because uh, you don't want to get beat or you don't want to get embarrassed or you know you might run, run well. But I think, like, Chase Elliott and those guys going and doing things outside of their comfort zone and knowing that they might not do that well uh, has really been in, uh, helpful for me to watch Bowman and those guys go run and knowing that they're going to they're gonna not be on on the top of the sheet. Uh, is is helpful for for me because um, I probably have a hard time being ultra competitive, but uh, hopefully we'll run well. But um, I, you know, when you sh- when you you think you know people just I don't know I, I've always thought that people would exp- you know say oh well when he comes he he should win you know he's an old cup guy or got great equipment why you should win and if you don't um, you're afraid of getting you know getting ridiculed or criticized for it but. Uh, I'm going to go have fun. I think I'm old enough now that I can just blame being old <laughs> if I don't run well. So, <laughs> But I hope that after this race I'll be, uh, I'll, be inter- uh, I'll have enough fun that I want to do a few more next year. I really love the late model series and running the local track and showing up on a Friday or Saturday night somewhere unannounced. It'll be a lot of fun. And Can I ask one more? Yeah, okay. and then just give the mic to Jeff. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I assume you're probably in contact with Kurt Busch, yeah. and I don't want you to give us anything you don't feel comfortable telling us, but, you know, we're all sitting here, oh, okay, which race should he come back and sure. stuff, and are we out of line in trying to, in speculating and trying to figure this out? No. From if, Asking from your experience, knowing that there's just, it's, there's not a set timetable. Right. Yeah, I don't think that, that that it's out of line to have those conversations and speculate, and, and, and I think you guys do a great job at sort of trying to shape the frame, the frame the possibilities, right? Because it does have implications on points and so forth, and um, there's a lot more to it than just um, Kurt's health, right? Uh, it affects so many other things going forward. But... Uh, you know, I think the similarities between my situation in 16 and his are very similar. There's just no known time when this thing's going to come together for him. He could wake up tomorrow and be and and be completely, uh, you know, a big giant step further, closer to 100%. Or it could take time. You just don't know. It it just the some one day you wake up and the wires are back together. And it doesn't make any sense. But, uh, you know, so I, I guess the only thing I would do is just caution everybody that, it, you know, there is no way to know. And he can't. 
and won't come back until he's 100%. There won't be a, it's not a situation where he can try to come in and, and rough, it out, rough it out being 80 or 90%. You know, he's got to, and, he, and, and the other thing too I think is, is important to make sure that the public knows that the doctor's making this choice for him. He's left it in their hands now. You know, it's not, Kurt's not the one sitting there going, I, I think I'm okay. You know, it's really going to be somebody else's choice. I had one quick one for you. Damn, winner's in the room, man. We've got to get him up here. Oh, well, that's fine. I don't, this isn't that important. <laughs> I'll answer it. Come on. I was going to see what you thought of uh, Raikkonen. Uh, he was P20 in practice and P27 yeah. qualifying. What did you think of that? I actually was watching Denny's tweet about how impressed he was, and I think that says it for me. You know, I really you know, didn't know what to expect out of him. Don't know what's good or what ain't good, but if you know a guy that drives the cars knows how difficult those cars are to drive and how treacherous they are, and for for Denny to have that opinion about his performance in practice uh, says enough for me. So I'm sold as impressed. Um, you know, I think you know to show up and not have raced these guys. This is the elite uh, group of stock car racers in, in in the country in the world. And he came out here and dropped right in the middle of them. And I think he'll just get better and better as the race goes. Dale, thanks for coming. Appreciate you coming. Boy, Kyle, I've enjoyed these Dale Earnhardt conference. You know, that's pretty cool. Uh, he's all in for Xfinity right now. He's going to make a good cup on her someday. I kind of see that number eight and Childers breaking off and letting him have a part of that. I think it's possible, um, you know, if that does happen one day. Um, getting back to the eight, number eight, I think I don't think it would be a problem. But, uh, you know, um, looking really good right now. You know, Tyler Reddick's looking good in that eight car and two wins this year in a cup series and in the playoffs. So one spot remaining, Rowdy. Um, I know we, we're going to – we're going to hear from our Xfinity winner here in a second, but uh, before we do that, um, you're going to Daytona, and there's only one spot left, Rowdy. Who do you think's going to get it? Ooh, man. Hey, that's what, you know, I wasn't totally for moving out for the July weekend, but look to, at the importance of this weekend coming into Daytona. Uh, Kyle, you know, that's such a... That's a wild card into it, man. You can get caught up into a crash and not be your makings and, and absolutely be sitting on the outside. Uh, I think it's definitely possible um, getting into a crash. I mean, Ryan Blaine is the defending winner of the race. Um, you know, now that we have, you know, we still have 15 different winners this year in 25 races. Um, you know, we're starting to see some repeats now. Uh, we're seeing some guys go get their second win of the year. We've seen Kyle Larson get a second win with, uh, with the Cup Series, Kevin Harvick. So, uh, but yeah, Rowdy. Um, I know, uh, you know, Dale Jr.'s had a really good year in Xfinity this year with, with all his teams. Um, I know Sam hasn't won yet, but I know that's, that's probably going to happen at some point. But uh, Rowdy, uh, Saturday was uh, Kyle Larson's debut in the uh, number 88 for Junior Motorsports. He's never run a Junior Motorsports car before, um, even on the Xfinity side of things. So, um, you know, he did run the race at Road America earlier in the season in the Xfinity side with, uh, with Hendrick Motorsports, won the pole, finished second. And uh, William Byron wound up winning the pole for the race. Um, 
you know, four laps to go. They get on the bus stop. Uh, Ty Gibbs on the going into the inside, driver's left. William Byron on driver's right. Uh, two cars cannot fit in the bus stop. Two make contact. Kyle Larson drives by and holds off Angie Almendinger. So let's hear from our winner from Saturday and uh, the first half of the sweep. We are now joined by Kyle Larson, our race winning driver. If you guys have a question, please raise your hand and we'll get to you. We'll come down here to Nathan and then we'll go to Marty. Nathan Sam with podium finish. Kyle, that last restart, kind of take me through that. Like I know you gave, um, gave William a push and then they wrecked there. Just kind of walk me through that. Uh, yeah, I mean, my, my kind of goal uh, for the race was just to have one of us two win. Um, so with him lined up on the front row, I was going to try and help William as much as I could and tried to lag back on the start and get a good run to push him and hopefully get him enough momentum to maybe clear in, in one. But uh, you, they ended up being side-by-side, side and that was kind of best-case scenario for me. And, again, tried to push him uh, after the S's there. And he almost got clear, and, and Ty, you know, fighting to, to hold on to the lead, really drove in deep. And I haven't seen a replay, but I imagine his angles were just messed up and um, a bit out of control and probably got into William. And, uh, they both spun, so um, I knew you know me not being as fast as those two. My only opportunity was going to be if they got racing, and uh, you know selfishly it worked out uh, great for me. But um, you would have liked to see uh, us all three, you know, maybe get to race for more than just a, a quarter of a lap there. But um, anyways, you know, got to lead there and just had to try and you know, not make any big mistakes to let AJ uh, get around me. Uh, you know, you've done this race, you the Road America race for. for time to prepare for the cup stuff. Um, obviously, you won the cup race here last year. Um, have you learned anything for the race tomorrow, and what do you need to do to, to defend that race? Uh, I feel like at Road America, the Xfinity car and the cup car drove a lot more similar. The braking points were a lot more similar. Um, and today, uh, it, it wasn't. So I don't know I don't know exactly like what I learned. Um, I'm sure something will stand out once I get racing tomorrow. But um, I do think, you know, it helped cup practice out today. I think I was able to get up to speed a lot quicker in the cup car, just uh, you know, having the laps behind the wheel of something this morning. So um, yeah, that was that was a success. You know, we were almost able to get the pole there. And my car in the cup series just felt really, really good. So I'm excited about tomorrow, and, and hopefully we can you get a win. And you're quietly up to third in points now in, in cup. Obviously, you have won since Auto Club, but um, just kind of how how do you how do you think you, you feel right now going into the into the playoffs with the five team? Yeah, it's uh, surprising that we are third and almost you know close to second just because I feel like we haven't uh, finished that well. But I think a lot of people haven't, um, aside from Chase there. So, um, you know, that, that's our goal, to get to second um, you know, after next week. So um, we have a great car for tomorrow. Hopefully get some stage points and, and get a win would be great. Marty Sakala, Rock Sports Network, Race Pro Weekly. Kyle, congratulations. Uh, Junior just said uh, he expected contact. He said that on the broadcast as well, going to the bus stop. I'm curious if you did too. Well, uh, I I guess I was more expecting contact through turn one, um, and I didn't know, depending on if, if somebody got clear or not, um, but they were able to race side-by-side side up through the S's, and, and I got clear to third, and um, – you know, was originally thinking maybe I could take them three wide and pass, but then uh, they kind of held tight to the right, so I just pushed uh, William there down the back. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know it's 
late in the race. It's the Xfinity Series. Um, no matter what series, everybody's going to go hard for the win. So, um, yeah, I wasn't surprised to see contact and um, and not, I guess, surprised to see the top two spinning out either because you see it happen, you know, a handful of times in the bus stop uh, each year we come. And um, actually, I'm drawing a blank, so I'll come back with it. <laughs> Are there other questions for Kyle? We'll come down here to Zach and then to Jim. Oh, sorry, Cole. Can you give it to Cole and then to Jim. Sorry. <laughs> Cole Cusimano with the Arizona Republic. Uh, congratulations, Kyle. I'm just curious how the uh, High Limit Racing first event went and what the reception has been so far. Yeah, I mean, everything... Everything that I've seen from it's been positive. I, I haven't seen one, you know, little bit of, I don't even want to call it negativity, but like critiquing. Um, so I would say it was a success. Uh, we had, you know, the, the night ran smooth. We were done, you know, before 10 o'clock on a Tuesday night. So uh, that was really important. We had a, a really good car count, um, pretty good crowd. Um, and it was, the, it was the third highest viewed um, event ever on Flow. So. Uh, the biggest wing sprint car race ever, um, biggest, you know, third biggest event behind the Chili Bowl and the, the Dirt Million. So um, I would say it was successful, and, and I look forward to, to next year and, um, you know, hopefully it, it continuing to grow. So uh, I know all the teams are very um, appreciative of the purse and, you know, a, a Tuesday night race and, and obviously a lot of fans tuned in online. So, um, again, you know, I was really happy with how it went. Um, obviously, there's probably going to be some tweaking that we might do um, just to make things a little more efficient, but um, I thought it went as well as it could for the first ever event. Awesome. Thank you. Go to Jim. Uh, Jim Hunter, Motorsport.com. Kyle, uh, after Chase won the poll, he made mention, kind of noted the fact that he thought that, uh, the, that there was much faster pace with the car, with the new car that he, that he noticed this year over previous seasons. I wondered if you noticed the same thing and if you thought that might kind of potentially affect how the race plays out tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the lap times in general are a lot faster and, and the, the pace fall off was like non-existent um, in practice. I went my fastest lap on lap 13 in uh, practice. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, difficult probably to pass. You know, we're able, we're all breaking way deeper than we did before. We're carrying way more throttle uh, around the whole track. But um, and you, know, I spent kind of like a half a lap behind um, Bowman earlier, and and I was definitely tight behind him. So I do think it's going to be hard to pass. Um, so honestly, I, I kind of hope there's some weather. <laughs> I, I hope it rains because. It'll be fun, um, for one, but I do think it'll make the race a lot more entertaining and you know, because the pace will be way slower. So, um, yeah, these cars are a lot of fun to drive. They're just, like, sometimes too good. <laughs> so I think it's going to be – I think it is going to be hard to pass tomorrow. Thank you. We'll go back to Marty. All right, I figured it out. Um, I know it wasn't just uh, an opportunity to get some extra track time in, but it was also for fun. How much fun did you have racing William and Ty today? Yeah, I know it was fun. Um, I didn't really race them much. Uh, I kind of, whenever I was around them, I was leading and, and was much slower than them, so I just kind of let them go. Um, but it was fun. You know, we had to start in the back because uh, we had to adjust on our carburetor, and um, just starting in the back was a lot of fun, you know, passing 
you know, slower cars, and uh, we were able to make our way up to the top, I don't know, three or five pretty quickly. So, yeah, it was definitely fun. You know, I, I mean, the main reason why I drive race cars is because it's fun. So, um, but, yeah, when you can learn some things, too, it's good. We'll come down here to Bob. <laughs> I don't know if it's drama, but you haven't won a cup car in a little bit. And so what's important, is it important at all, you know, before the playoffs just to get a win in a stock vehicle? Sure. Um, it doesn't hurt for sure. Um, I mean, you're right. It's, I haven't won, uh, but one other race in a stock car this year. So, um, you know, last year we were leading laps all the time and even the races that we didn't win, we were, um, you know, confident and I, I knew kind of how to play a race out up in the front where now I haven't been battling for leads much this year and uh, put myself, you know, battling the lead there, your nerves are a little higher than, than they probably were even last year, even though it's Xfinity Series. So, um, yeah, dealing with that and, and getting through it and, and winning uh, definitely gives you some confidence. I don't know if it, if it you know, will play out any differently um, with winning an Xfinity race, but it definitely doesn't hurt. Um, you know, I hope it, I know it gives confidence and I hope it gives some momentum and um, this is definitely a good time of year to, to get that. Any other questions for Kyle? All right, Kyle. Congratulations. Thank you and good luck tomorrow. Thanks. All right, Rowdy. Sorry about that. Rowdy. We will now go ahead and start our post-race media availabilities. We are now joined by our 2022 regular season champion, Chase Elliott. Congratulations, Chase. We'll go ahead and open it up for questions. If you have one, please raise your hand and we will get to you. We're going to start over to the left with Jeff, then Dustin, then Cole. I mean, obviously, both of Larson's wins this year have come at your expense. How, how do you address that internally with the team? Just offer congratulations and get excited for next week. Dustin. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Chase, um, people are going to put two and two together with the incident at Fontana and this. Should they be viewed together or separately in, in your mind? Uh, it doesn't matter. We're, we're, uh, it, the day's done and uh, just thinking about Bristol and what I, what I need to do to be, to be good there. there. There is nothing I can do about today now. So it doesn't matter, does it? What do you... Um, I'll answer that for you. It does not. So it doesn't matter. No, I was going to say, with, with the restart, obviously every restart, every experience is a learning experience or something you can tap into potentially. Do you feel like you did anything wrong? Or is there anything that you could have done differently in terms of that restart at the end? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I did. It was my fault. Go to Cole. Cole Cusimano with the Arizona Republic. Uh, Chase, just curious how the uh, next-gen car handled on the uh, wet track conditions and how they... Yeah, I, I sucked at it personally. There was a lot of guys that, that drove by me and was making it look really easy, so um seemed, seemed fine. And I saw you talking to Tyler Reddick on pit road. Was said there anything? 
Uh, no, I I accidentally locked up the rears and, and ran into him there on track, and I just wanted to apologize to him and talk to him about it there firsthand. Um, I just that was it. I just made a mistake and wanted to make sure he knew I didn't run him over uh, on purpose. Thank you. We'll go behind you to Zach and then to Chris. Zach Starniello with NASCAR.com. Chase, uh, you win the regular season championship. How how critical is that getting those 15 bonus point playoff points heading into the playoffs? Yeah, it's 15, right? So it's a big it's a big deal. Gets us to uh, you know gets us gets us more than we've ever had. I don't know what the exact number is, but uh, you know gets us to a position that we've never been in before. So we'd love to we'd love to keep adding to it. You know, obviously um, had a you know had an opportunity to add to that today, but didn't. So we'll go to Bristol and, and try to add to it there. You also had a heated battle with uh, Kimi Raikkonen uh, kind of early in that race, yeah. uh, racing around him. What did you what did you see from him? I thought he was doing great. I mean, I thought he was doing great. He was right in the middle of the mess there and and uh, looked like he was, you know, right at home. So I thought that was really cool. Thank you. Yep. We'll go right behind you to Chris. Chase of ChrisKnightCatchFence.com. Going to Daytona next week. Do you do you enjoy going to Daytona knowing the speed that Hendrick Motorsports cars have had on the... I don't know why I keep saying Bristol. We're going to Daytona. Yeah. My bad. Um, yeah, for some reason I have Bristol on my mind. I don't know, don't know why. But, uh, yeah, you know... Um, you know, we had a good run at Atlanta, and and uh, that was a speedway race. So, you know, I hope we can carry some of that speed to to Daytona, and you know, have a have a good run. We're going to go to Nathan, Michael, Deb, and then wrap with Marty. Uh, Nathan, time with the podium finish. Chase, you know, like you mentioned, you have uh, a lot of playoff points, a lot more than you know all the other drivers. Um, that obviously puts you in a very good position for the playoffs or for making a run. How do you balance the uh, expectations of being a championship favorite? Uh, just you know, keep putting ourselves in position to win. And you, you know, you're gonna, like I always say, you know, if you get to Phoenix, you're gonna have to win. So just try to keep putting yourself in position to win, and enjoy enjoy those moments, embrace those moments. Uh, try to be there more often uh, to get your team and and yourself as a driver acclimated to those, you know, to those those positions. And uh, you know, the more we're in that spot, the better we're gonna thrive in them, and uh, the more we're gonna enjoy them. And the more more you enjoy them, the better you're gonna do. So about all I know to do. Go ahead, Deb. Deb Williams, RacingToday.com. Chase, this was the site of your first cup victory. Now it's the site of your regular season championship. What does that mean to you to have both of those here at Watkins Glen? Yeah, no, this, you know, look, when you, when you, um, when you cross that, when you check that box of, of getting your first win, wherever, wherever that comes, uh, track-wise, is always and forever going to be a special place because of that, especially you know, for how the road to that, that first win was um, for for us and for me uh, personally too. You know, so yeah, it'll always it'll always be a special place, and you know, we'd love to we'd love to keep adding to it and trying to get some more wins. But this is your first regular season championship. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, look nice to nice to get those points. It's obviously not the end goal, but it's a uh, you know, it's a nice stepping stone to trying to achieve that. All right, Chase. Thanks for yep. spending some time Thanks. with us. Congratulations. All right, Rowdy. But uh, yeah, we uh, we heard from our our champion Chase Elliott, our regular season champion. Uh, Rowdy's having some technical difficulties. I can't hear him on my end. Um, having some trouble right now. Uh, trying to get him back on. So we'll hopefully we'll get Rowdy here in a minute. But uh, Kyle Larson takes the win. 
uh, on Sunday as well um, at the at the expense of Chase Elliott again. But uh, we'll see what happens with the playoffs uh, coming up, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. So uh, Chase Elliott's your, your your regular season Cup Series champion. Um, Zane Smith won the regular season championship in the uh, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Uh, did it at Pocono. Um, so, yeah, we've heard a lot of great audio. Um, we've heard we heard from Brandon Jones, our ARCA winner at Watkins Glen. That was Friday evening. Um, Saturday, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., the winning Xfinity Series owner of Kyle Larson's number 88HendrickCars.com Chevrolet. And then uh, also uh, Kyle Larson. Uh, we still have Kyle Larson from uh, Sunday to play as well. And uh, we also have a new intro for you to, to play as well. So let's see what we got here. And uh, let's hear what uh, Kyle Larson had to say after winning the cup race on Sunday. We will go ahead and continue our post-race media availabilities. We will now be joined by uh, members of the race-winning team. We're here now with President and GM of Hendrick Motorsports, Jeff Andrews. Jeff, big day for you guys. You had Chase win the regular season championship. Kyle Larson won the race today. Can you talk about a little bit what that means for the organization? Yeah, I think first of all, um, you know, just so proud of uh, all the men and women men and women of uh, Hendrick Motorsports and uh, the season we've had to date. And uh, certainly the regular season championship is, you know, something we want to focus on today. Uh, a lot of work goes into that through the season, uh, you know, a lot of effort to get that done. And I'm really proud of Chase and Alan and, and all the guys in, on the nine, as as well as all the folks back in uh, Charlotte who, who made that happen. And, um, you know, Cliff and, and Kyle, great job to them as well on the win today. And, um, you know, we'll just uh, – we've got one more next week in Daytona, and then uh, we're off to the off to the playoffs. So. Perfect. We'll go ahead and open up for questions. If you have one, please raise your hand, and we'll get to you. We'll start here in the middle with Zach, and then go to Jim and Dustin. Zach Sternio with NASCAR.com. Jeff, uh, obviously there was contact on that last restart between Kyle and Chase that led to Kyle getting the win. What was your take on that? And uh, that's now twice that there's been some contact that's led to a Kyle win. Um, how did you uh, – did, did you have you talked to Chase and kind of gotten where he stands on everything? Yeah, we talked after the race, and uh, I think you saw Chase there talking with Mr. Hendrick and, and Jeff Gordon as well. And, and uh, you know, as you can imagine, and, and certainly don't blame him for the frustration – um, you know, two great race cars, um, you know, ran towards the front all day long. Um, great job on the strategy. Um, every, everything was, uh, you know, coming our way to, to play out nicely there for one, two finish. And, um, you know, it's a tough, tough racetrack from a restart standpoint. And, and turn one is, is known for that kind of contact and, and shaking things up there at the end. And, and uh, certainly hate that for, for Chase and, and Allen and, and that team as hard as they worked all day in the car they had all day. And at the same time, I know there was, you know, no intent there by, by Kyle certainly to have that happen. That's the last thing we want to have happen. So, you know, as a team, we're going to – we'll work on that internally. And, um, you know, but, but today and, and uh, you know, short term here, we're going to focus on – the great race cars that were here today at the track and, and uh, what a good job we did with that. And the, like I said, the regular season points championship as well. Thank you. Go to Jim and then Dustin. Jim out of motorsport.com. Uh, congratulations, Jeff. Thank you, Jim. Um, just sort of following up on that, you sort of touched on it, but 
uh, team owners, Rick himself, many times have said, last thing, I don't care what they do, just don't wreck each other at the end of the race. Uh, but looking at, I don't know how much you've been able to look at a replay or anything, does this appear to be a particularly egregious situation, or is it more uh, dealing with the disappointment of one driver who obviously had a very fast car and had led the most laps and seemed in position to win? Yeah, I, I certainly don't. Um, I, ha I haven't watched it. I, I saw it one time there on TV, but I, I haven't watched it repeatedly. But certainly nothing egregious there at all. I mean, you, you have two guys racing down into turn one as fast as they possibly can and, and standing on the brakes and, you know, trying to get cars to, to turn right down there. And um, as I said, it's it's tough, right? It, it's known for that here. And, um, you know, again, it's unfortunate. Uh, the last thing Kyle wanted to happen was that, I, I promise you. And uh, it's unfortunate for Chase and, and Allen and that race team the way that, that turned out for them today. So, again, uh, we're going to focus on two really good race cars that uh, were in control of that race at, at the end and, um, and uh, a win and a regular season championship. And a quick follow-up uh, going to next week. You guys have been particularly good on super speedways. Uh, are, um, there's obviously going to be a lot of people trying to race their way into the playoffs. Uh, do you expect that you'll still have an opportunity to have one of you guys in victory lane? Uh, we sure hope so. Um, as you said, we've, we've had fast race cars at, at super speedways, and, and we've done some work on our super speedway program um, since Talladega. We're uh, excited to get uh, back down there to Daytona, and, and uh, yeah, we're going to race, race hard for a win, and uh, we're also going to be uh, loyal to our Chevrolet partners, and of course, if there's anything we can do there to get any of those cars in that uh, that aren't already in, we'll uh, we'll be there to help as well. But but our goal is to go down there and lead laps and win that race as well. That there's uh, playoff points to be handed out, and uh, that that'll be our last opportunity to get some. We'd like to leave there with some. We'll go to Dustin and then to Jeff. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Jeff, I mean. What really needs to be done after this? I mean, it's this is. I understand you, you, you say talk, but you know this this is a big boy sport, and you know as you noted, this this is contact that happens at this track and then on road courses anyway. So, really, what does anything need to be done? And and, and does it really matter at the end of the day if if one's a little bit upset with the other uh, at this point? Well, I think for us, Dustin, you know, what's most important is, is that we have a good, cohesive race team internally. Um, and, again, we're not going to, uh, you know, I think Chase did a wonderful job post-race. I commend him for, for all the frustration that, that was there and some of the things that could have been said. Um, but, again, we're going to work on it internally. And, and I don't, you know, I can't sit here and tell you that, that we are – Jeff or Mr. Hendrick, I have a, a plan of something to, to do, uh, but we do have to have a cohesive race team uh, going in, into these playoffs, and, and that's what we'll work on, and we'll work, work on that internally and uh, be ready to come out of gate strong, not only next weekend at Daytona, but for Darlington. And, and certainly you've talked about the strong cars. Obviously, you guys have been pretty strong on, on road courses and, and haven't always been able to capitalize this year. But, uh, you know, there's only one more left. So, you know, where do you feel like you guys are overall with your other program uh, moving forward as you get into the playoffs here uh, with only one more road course left? Uh, when you say you, you talk about other programs outside of, of the Roval. 
Uh, I think we're, I think we're in decent shape. I mean, you you never feel comfortable. I mean, we we've talked of recent on, on this car and just the competitiveness in the garage of you know one week you can go out and and have multiple cars in the top five and then the next week we seem to struggle to multiple cars inside the top 15, you know, and it's that way across the garage. And I think it's just, uh, you know, the nature of the car and the racing right now. It's uh, a lot of great race team, obviously a lot of great drivers in this series. And, um, you know, momentum helps, um, as you as you well know, and, and certainly, uh, you know, those uh, playoff points that were earned today by the nine and that regular season championship, that helps. And, and I think all those things, um, you know, carry you through that 10-week that span. But really... Boy, anything anything can happen in that span. You you can have great uh, dominant cars during the regular season, and as you well know, it's it's a whole different ball game when we start racing in September, October, early part of November. So, um, as we've done in the past, we're going to prepare the best cars that we can, and uh, you know, cross our eyes and uh, and uh, get ready to go. So. We're going to go to Jeff, and then Nathan, and then we we're going to wrap with Marty. Well, you know, it's so close to playoffs now, and and Chase's frustration might be lingering for a bit. How, how do you make sure that nothing carries over to the playoffs, which is such an important time of year, that and you don't want your guys to be upset with each other? Uh, you know, I think again, I, I, I have no issue at all that Chase is upset right now. I mean, I, I think that's that's perfectly normal in, in this situation. And uh, you know, we'll talk about it this week. We'll talk about it the week after. And. Um, you know, it, it's it's going to be motivation for him. Um, again, what we have to manage is internally, and I go back to uh, to that with Mr. Hendrick and Jeff, and, and just making sure we we have a good cohesive race team, and we have four cars and four race teams that are ready to lock arms and, and go to battle here for these ten weeks coming up. Go to Nathan. Nathan Sound with the podium finish. Uh, Jeff, you know, earlier in the season, the 24 and the 48, they obviously won their way into the playoffs. They struggled a little bit more this summer. Uh, how do you get their consistency back here into the playoffs? Well, we're you know we're always working hard on on all four of our cars, and and uh, you know unfortunately today, uh, you know we put the 24 guys and, and William and Rudy behind with with an electrical system issue during warm up and, and put them to the back, and it's just so hard. You know, from a track position side, and and uh, felt like they they had a great race car. We just needed a little track position. And um, you know, Greg and Alex, those those two guys uh, work great together, and, and and they're working on ways to to improve their performance. You know, as well going into playoffs. So, you know, I, I think just you know understanding what we can do um, internally to support them, and uh, give them all the ammunition they need to go forward and do the best job they can through the playoffs. And yesterday you did one of the one of the three planned road courses you guys have for this season in the Xfinity Series. Curious if uh, an Xfinity program is something you guys would are interested in continuing beyond this season. Uh, we'll talk about that next year. I mean, I, I certainly do think it it had some benefits for our guys um, through the year, and uh, we'll talk uh, you know with our partners at JRM and, and find out what they have available, and, and as well decide you know what we're going to do with the car that uh, you know we, we raced with yesterday. So. Um, that's, that's a long ways off. I think that's winding down. Kyle's going to run um, Darlington here in a few weeks for um, JRM in the uh, 88 car again. And, uh, you know, then after that, we're not eligible to run in the Xfinity Series anymore. So those will be some off-season plans that we talk about and decide what we're going to do in 2023. And we'll take one final question from Marty. Marty Sakala, Rock Sports Network, Race Pro Weekly. Jeff, congratulations. To your right. To your right. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, on a brighter note, just talk about this team and Hendrick Motorsports winning at Watkins Glen in the last four races here. Is this always a big race for you guys on the bucket list, especially ever since when Chase won his first career race here? Well, it certainly is one that we've had success at and, and obviously one on the calendar and the schedule that we look forward to coming to. Um, you know, I don't have a specific answer why. Obviously, we have tremendously talented road course drivers. That helps. Um, Kyle and Chase, you know, always do a good job of these tracks. William did an amazing job yesterday. Um, you know, uh, to say we put any more time in, into road courses than, than we do um, other type of tracks, it, it's really the same. Um, I, I just think it's uh, an area of strength for us. And, uh, you know, as a company, um, again, <clears throat> just super proud of, of the effort that, you know, everyone back at Hendrick Motorsports is putting into these race cars because they're bringing some phenomenal phenomenal equipment to the racetrack right now and couldn't be more proud of that. So, um, you know, one more road course left uh, in the playoffs, but we also know there's there's nine other tracks in that, and, and, and uh, we're not going to get too confident about the Roval and, and lose sight of the uh, other challenges that are in front of us as we go forward here. You're welcome. All right, Jeff, thank you for your okay, time. You're Congratulations. Thank you. We will go ahead and continue our post-race media, media availabilities with our race-winning team. We have Crew Chief Cliff Daniels and our winning driver, Kyle Larson. We will go ahead and open it up for questions. We'll start down here with Cole and then go to Zach and Nathan. Cole Kusaman with the Arizona Republic. Uh, Kyle, post-race, AJ said it sucked losing to you twice. <laughs> Just curious uh, what it felt like to beat him twice on a road course. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, obviously when, when he came out in second behind me, um, you get nervous again. Um, I hadn't really seen him much all day, so I didn't know how good he was. Um, but I felt like my car today was much better than my car yesterday, so I had more confidence out in front of him um, today than yesterday, too. So was able to gap him pretty well through the S's. Um, I haven't looked at data, but you know, match him pretty well everywhere probably but the bus stop. Maybe a little bit in turn six, but I felt like seven in the S's, I could really get away from him, and that, that helped me uh, protect from you know, him getting close enough to, to dive bomb in there. I, I figured day two he'd be a little more a little bit more aggressive behind me than, than yesterday, but um, thankfully our car was good enough I could you know, gap him. Then uh, Cliff, just curious if your uh, strategy pl uh, plans changed after the, uh, the rains came. Uh, not necessarily. We had kind of looked at it two different ways with uh, rain mileage or in the dry. Um, you could still really two-stop the race, so it was much more of a fuel race than it was a tire race. Uh, so we kind of had a fuel number that we wanted to hit either way. What is interesting is what the 17 did, where they were one of the first ones to take dry tires, made up a lot of time that way. They pitted so early, I knew that they were going to have to make uh, you know, a third pit stop to the field. They actually did a great job. I'm curious to know all the details of how they executed it, but I think they did fuel only before the end of stage one, and then they cycled through ahead of us still. So that's a pretty interesting way to do it, and, and credit to them for kind of seeing that. Um, I believe all four of the Hendrick cars, we had all kind of seen and communicated very similar uh, that we wanted to, to two-stop the race either way. You know, our, our plan the whole time is to two-stop the race. We knew that, you know, with, with starting in wet conditions, 
naturally you can get a dry line and, and there's going to be the excitement of guys, you know, really going fast once they put on dry tires, but it's a lot to ask to, to make three pit stops against guys that can manage doing it in two. Unfortunately, we fell off a little bit hard at the end of our, um, you know, stint on the wet tires, which, which put us a little more, little more vulnerable to the field. But, uh, you know, he did a good job on some of the restarts getting back up there once we got dry tires on it, knew our car had pace. So I know that was a long-winded answer to what, what you asked, but that was kind of the scope of our day. Thank you. Congrats, guys. Go to Zach. Zach Sterney, a little bit NASCAR.com. Kyle, um, obviously in contact with Chase there uh, going to turn one. Uh, just what was your perspective on that, and um, do you feel like um, you have to have a conversation with Chase after uh, ha after the way things played out? Yeah, I thought, uh, I figured my, you know, I had to restart before and, and I got kind of put in a bad spot because, you know, he had the, the dominant position on me with the nose ahead and it kind of, you know, every time I was in the right lane yesterday in Xfinity, I was in the same spot and I would always get pinched into the curb and a lot of times I got passed um, by the time we got to turn two. So I uh, figured it was probably going to be the last restart of the weekend, and um, I told myself if I if I had a nose ahead of him before we got to the braking zone, um, I was going to have to try my best to, to maintain that and not let him get a nose ahead of me and, and you know, pinch my corner off and um, in in my chance of winning. So um, I had a good restart, and I got got in there you know, hot and um, did what I had to do to, to win. So, uh, you know, again, I'm not, not – necessarily proud of it especially with a teammate but um i i feel like i had to execute that way to to get the win and then uh you guys have had contact this this year already going back to auto club which was your other win um what do you feel like your relationship is with chase just generally speaking uh i feel like we've been in a good spot um you were able to talk after the, the incident at auto club and and moved on past that pretty quickly so um, you know, I, I haven't seen an interview. I haven't, you know, seen anything about, you know, Chase, um, you know, after today, I think, you know, today at Auto Club, it was, you know, more of an accident. Today it was, um, you know, hard racing at the end on a restart. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure it'll warrant some sort of conversation, um, but, you know, I, I don't know. So, um, you know, we have a, we have a quick week this week with testing at Martinsville and, um, you know, Saturday night race at, at Daytona, so it's a it's a much shorter week, and um, look forward to getting back on track. Thank you. We'll come down here to Nathan, and then all the way in the back to Zach. Nathan, some of the podium finish. Kyle, you know, you just touched on it, um, and, and Jeff did as well when he was in here. Just you know, some con conversations that could happen about this. Um, how do you get it all straightened out so you guys are on the same page going into the playoffs? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, I haven't I haven't talked to anybody really yet you know we've just been taking pictures and stuff so um yeah i'm sure I'll, I'll have a conversation with jeff gordon and and rick and and probably jeff andrews and and um you know and then you know i'm sure chase as well so um you know i, I think it's risky taking the left the left lane here at watkins Glen. you know it's it's definitely the preferred lane as the leader but you're all as each restart gets further on in the race whether it be at the end of the stage or or into the race you you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position um to get you know, used up on exit so you you've seen it a lot of different times um you know in in the years past and um you you take note of that and and you know like i said i did what i felt like i had to do to 
get the win and, and get some you know, bonus points that we you know, kind of desperately need you know, as we head on in the playoffs. Yesterday you said your goal is to get to second points by the end of the regular season. Obviously winning a race um, does a lot towards that. Um, just, you know, How confident are you right now just in, in terms of getting more wins once you get into the playoffs? Yeah, our, our cars have been really fast all year. I feel like all of Hendrick Motorsports has been, been really quick. You know, Chase's team has done an extremely good job all year compared to the field, really, of, of executing. And I think that's just really the one area that we've you know, tried to focus on for a while now. It's hard. It's easy to say, and it's, it's sometimes hard to, hard to do while you're racing. But um, you know, if we can continue to have days like today where we executed you know, as good as we could, you know, we called a great race with pit strategy. We did a great job on our pit stops. Every restart, I think we moved forward. Um, and we brought a fast race car into the track. So we was, if we can continue to do that as we go on to these, to these the next, your next 11 weeks, um, you know, I, I'm pretty confident that we can you know, go contend for another championship. And I believe at one point you were racing with Kimi Raikkonen. Just what was that like? Yeah, it was cool. I think you know, by the time I got to him, he was, he was kind of struggling. He looked like he was really loose in front of me, and um, I was able to make you know, quick work of him. So um, just uh, really cool for him to you know, step out of his comfort zone and, and come play with us, you know, stock car racers and um, to get to, you know, the, and it was more than just Kimmy, you know, the, the international drivers uh, racing today was, was pretty cool. You know, they were all, I, I, you know, I think I passed, you know, every one of them at some point and, and it was fun watching them up ahead of me, you know, being really aggressive, you know, they're, they're as good as it gets when it comes to, you know, heavy braking and stuff like that. So, you know, I could watch people up in front of me try and make a move on them, and, and they wouldn't be able to make the pass. So um, that's just their experience, you know, playing part today, and, and it was fun to uh, be a spectator at, at points of the race. We're going to go in the back to Zach, then to Jeff, Dustin, and Marty. Zach Attain's ready, kickingthetires.net. Uh, AJ was quite complimentary to you after the race. He said, quote, um, he believes you're the most badass racing driver on the planet right now. Um, to hear respect from a fellow all-around racer like AJ and then to be raced very hard and clean at the end, um, what does that really make you feel? Yeah, no, it's cool. I, I've always had a lot of respect for AJ. Um, I've always believed that, you know, and I, I think it's a little bit less of that now because he does you know, a really good job in the Xfinity Series, but I feel like he's one of, if not the most underrated guys uh, in the in the NASCAR, any series in NASCAR of of my career that I've had um, in stock cars. So um, you can just tell when drivers are really good. And, you know, for AJ to put himself in position every single time on a road course, whether it be any series that he's in, um, is amazing. As well as you, as good of a job as he does um, in the Xfinity Series on ovals, I feel like he really, he really carries that car a lot of the time. You can compare him to, him, to his teammates, and he's always outrunning them. Um, so I feel like that's a good way to kind of judge how good a driver is. And there's no doubt in my mind, if he was in equipment equal to mine, he would be, he would be winning races frequently. So, um, he continues to get better and, and I love getting the chance to race with him. So it was a lot of fun to, uh, you know, have, have him in my mirror these last two races and try to, uh, keep my nerves down enough to, to hold off, you know, the best road racer. We'll go to Jeff and to Dustin. Just, I mean, how do you make sure that this doesn't carry over to the playoffs where, like, he, he's going to – Chase is going to race you hard back as you've raced him? Um, like, is there any concern about that, that, you know, c coming down to some sort of key moment at the Roval or something, and he's like, well, you know, he, he has this memory in his, in his head. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, honestly, I, I think in my position, you you have to expect, you know, not cutting, getting any breaks cut, you know, my way. So um, you you have to weigh all that stuff out as you're all around under caution, and that's kind of all stuff that has crossed my mind. So um, I don't know. Um, I, I think I think, and I hope it'll be fine. Um, but but we'll see. So. Um, you know, I didn't end his day today, um, but, you know, I, I did, you know, probably take a win from him. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think we, we've raced well in the past and in the you know, next 11 weeks, but 10 weeks in the playoffs, um, there's there's more than just me to worry about. So, um, but, yeah, I, I definitely know there, there may be moments throughout the playoffs where I feel like we're around each other a lot, you know, because we're pretty equal on track and stuff. So, um, yeah, there may be moments, but in my position, you, you kind of have to accept it. Dustin Albino, JC.com. For you, Cliff, because Kyle kind of answered it, but it's obviously been six months since you guys had won a race at Fontana. Um, for a team that won ten times last year, five times in the regular season, how tough is it to manage that when, you know, you're getting all these breaks last year, a lot of dominance, and this year maybe those same breaks haven't gone your way? Yeah, for sure. It's been tough. And, uh, you know, a lot of that, I've got to say, starts with me, right? I'm, I'm the leader of the team. I, I help coach him, the pit crew, the, the road crew, all the guys at the shop. You know, th there's a lot of different areas that I have to cover. And um, I, I'm very, you know, I would say happy and pleased with the, the prep that we put into to putting a fast race car on track and how to look at our strategy and how to look at all the different things until we get to the moment, uh, and in the moment, for whatever reason or another, all summer we've kind of been plagued by like one little mistake here and there. If it's been, you know, a, a pit call or a pit stop or, or a restart or some little thing that has impacted our day and kept us from getting a good finish. So uh, I, I take a lot of that to heart, and, and we have a lot of very honest conversations within our team of what we have to do to, to make sure, hey, when – when you know you have one of the best drivers, if not the best driver in the world, and, and all the talent in our team that we had last year, and, and all the, the folks at Hendrick Motorsports giving us great cars and engines and, and all the things that, that they have given us, you know, it, it really does boil down to execution. Um, I will say the next-gen car has presented a completely different challenge for executing a race, managing tire fall-off, managing strategy, uh, a lot of different things that we wanted it to, to bring about. And, and we certainly, I, I certainly own the share of mistakes that, that I've made in that. And, and we, uh, we continue to kind of, you know, keep a, a, a tally in a healthy way to say, hey, you know, here, here was a, a missed opportunity. Here was a missed opportunity. Here's what that looked like. Here's the supporting evidence to look for the next time to not make that same mistake again. You know, that's, those are conversations that we have, you know, with, with him and, and within our team um, of just how to be better and, and to execute better. Very proud of, of the team today, proud of him today, because uh, we, we needed that, you know, kind of that, that token of confidence to say, hey, <laughs> we brought another fast race car to the track this week. Can we keep it up front? Can we execute the race and, and have a shot at the end? And then if you have a shot at the end and you get a chance to, um, you know, to capitalize, uh, he, he did a great job today, and, and we did. So very thankful for that. Before we continue, are there any other questions for Cliff? We'll go to Marty and then to Chris, and then we'll wrap, and Cliff will need to leave. Marty Sakala, Rock Sports Network, Race Pro Weekly. Cliff, I guess I'll ask you this. The weather at the start, following up on what Cole was asking, um, how concerning was it, you know, first off, the excess water before um, they stopped the race, before the green flag? And then, of course, you've got all the downhill stuff happening in the, in the corners and then the S's. 
Yeah, I mean, a little bit concerning. Uh, we Coda kind of knocked the edge off, right? Like the edge of uncertainty and, and you know, the nerves around what racing a cup car in the rain would look like. I know the next-gen car is different, but it's still a 3,500-pound stock car, and we you know, still have the rain tires and all, all the things that you have to go through. So um, not, a, not a very high level of concern because we have a little bit of experience with it. Um, he's raced Xfinity in, in the rain. I've been a part of Xfinity races in the past in the rain. You know, so it, it was more about the, the questions surrounding you know, tires and fuel, which would be the same questions around executing a dry race. Um, I, I think in hindsight, NASCAR did a good job of how they managed the start of the race. And, you know, we got going in the wet and, and the track dried up pretty quick. The rain tires seemed to do a good job uh, like we knew they would. Good, Goodyear had, had done their homework on the tire. Um, once it dried out, our, our tires got punished, which is typically what we see. So I, I really didn't see anything out of kind of what we expected. I don't know if that helps answer. Oh, yeah, yes. Yep. Um, Kyle, how was it from the driver's perspective as well? Hey, Marty, we'll just come back to, yeah. to Kyle in a second. I just want to get Cliff yep. to his next thing. <laughs> we'll go ahead with Chris, and then we'll let Cliff go. First night, catchmith.com. Cliff, look, looking at it next week to Daytona, I was just curious about the strategy games. We seem to have a lot more strategy coming in effect with the summer race at Daytona than we do maybe Talladega or even Daytona in February. How much has that strategy changed with the next-gen car, and what do you think like next week's importance will be to have strategy and keep the Chevrolet team ahead of the Fords and Toyotas? I think it's going to be very important, as we've seen at the Speedways. You know, Certainly within the OEM groups, um, the guys do a good job of working together. I believe in our... You know, Chevrolet Group, we've still got some, some non-winners that could, you know, make the playoffs. So we certainly want to help those guys anytime we can. Um, you know, another big priority for strategy for us, when we've been aggressive on trying to get to the front or calling aggressive strategy, you know, we, we get caught up in, in things that happen at a speedway race. And Talladega in the spring, we called probably one of the calmest races. And, and, and he would admit probably drove one of the calmest races that we have in a long time. And we stayed in the top four almost all, all day long. And you know, every speedway race is certainly going to play out different. We're going to try to, you know, be smart, be a good teammate uh, to the Chevrolet guys, to the Hendrick guys, you know, how and when we can. Um, and certainly we've got to protect ourselves and, and make sure we've got a shot at the end. Yep. All right, Cliff, thank you for your Thanks, time. Guys. Congratulations. We'll let, you, we'll let you go. We'll go ahead and continue here with questions for Kyle Larson. If you have one, please raise your hand, and we'll just take a few more here. Go ahead, Marty. Sorry about that. It's okay. Um, Kyle, going back to that question, what was it like from the – driver's perspective when it was pouring big time it seemed like something like it was coda last year or something like that and was there any water maybe dripping in the race car at the time or no uh yeah i mean compared to what i remember of coda last year i, I don't remember there really being any water inside the car uh last year but uh this year yeah there was a lot of like just dripping um water inside the car no like running water um which was nice but um yeah invisibility i think you know, had we gone green while it was raining, it would have been probably difficult like it was at Coda, but uh, it was nice that they, they brought us down pit road and, and kind of waited for the rain to stop and, and blew that layer of, of, you know, thick wetness off the track. So visibility, I didn't think was that bad um, when we took the green and, and the track was drying up fairly quickly too. So um, I, I was, I thought I'd be a lot better <laughs> in the wet than I was. I was uh, a little bit bummed um, and, and glad that it did dry up as quick as it did because I was struggling um, in the wet. So I'll have to look at data on, on why that is and, and how I didn't manage it better because I was my tires, I think, were ate up at the end of that run where you know, other guys had did the same strategy as us, but I was I was struggling bad and, and getting ate up. So 
Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was fun. I mean, it's fun to get to do it every now and then. And, um, you know, I thought, I thought the cars handled fine in the, in the rain too. I know in those final laps coming to the green flag, I know the contact was incidental, but I'm, I'm curious if Chase had gotten the lead from you, um, how aggressive do you think you probably would have gotten there in those final laps trying to get that win? Uh, I don't think I would have gotten close enough to him. Um, we were pretty equally matched and, you know, Dirty air was still a thing uh, today. So, you know, in the, in the S's, uh, even when I would get a decent exit off of one, um, if I was within three or four car lengths of him or anybody into the S's all day, I was just really tight and kind of binding the car up with my steering wheel and, and not able to run as much throttle as normal. So that doesn't allow me to stay close enough to him in the bus stop. And, and he was really good in the bus stop, really good in the carousel. So, um I don't think I would have ever gotten close enough to him to even try to put pressure on him and make a mistake or, or try and pass him. We'll go to Jim. Jim out of motorsport.com. Kyle, I was just wondering, as we've gotten to the close of the regular season, how concerned have you, have you been, not just about winning again, but uh, entering the playoffs without a lot of the playoff points, which you've talked about in the past? I mean, has that been a serious concern of your team? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we've necessarily talked about it a whole lot, but I think it's definitely probably been on all of our minds. So, um, you know, last year I think I had like 40-something points going into the playoffs. And uh, let's see, this year I'll probably have, if I run second um, in in the regular season, like 23, <laughs> depending on how next weekend goes. So, um, yeah, wins are important to get those bonus points. I haven't won as many stages as I did last year, nearly as many stages as I did last year. And um, all those bonus points help. You know, even as I went on into the playoffs last year and was winning a lot, I think we entered the round of eight with, like, almost a full race ahead of the cutoff. So uh, that gives you a lot of comfort. Um, not not that you have total comfort, but, um, yeah. So, so winning today and getting some bonus points, you know, everything, everything helps and, and everything will – will benefit you as you as you go on in the as the playoffs start. So um yeah, I would like to have a good weekend next week and, and lock up that second place in points and and uh, you know start the playoffs I I would think as the second seeded driver probably. And on the other side of that, is it also sort of um not really good, but with the way that the season has been so wide open and aside from maybe Chase, mm -hmm. nobody has really pulled away. Yeah. Does that still kind of, even with the deficit, give you a good feeling that you can still be in a good spot? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, in years past, there's been like two or three guys that win all the stages, seem to win all the races, and they kind of can distance themselves a little bit, a little bit where this year it's like, there's been no consistent guy up front, so there's, I feel like all the playoff points have been evenly spread. Um, so for me, who hasn't felt like we've done a good job, we're really still in a good spot on points compared to our competition. So, um, but yeah, hopefully as the playoffs come along, we can win some more stages, win some more races. Obviously, with winning races, you advance the next round, but still. Even when you do that, you want to win stages and races to, to benefit yourself as you move on into the next round. So, um, yeah, it was good to get experience with points, you know, last year in our in our in our back pocket. But um, 
we, we aren't there right now, so we need to try and try and get as many points as we can. Are there any final questions for Kyle? All right, Kyle, thanks for your time. Congratulations. Thank thanks. All right. Kyle Larson, sweet. Watkins Glen, Kyle. Yeah, it was a clean sweep, Rowdy. Uh, you know, A.J. Allmendinger finished second to him twice. And, uh, yeah, Kyle Larson goes back-to-back to Glen. That's four in a row for Rick Hendrick Motorsports at the Glen in the Cup Series. And, um, you know, we got the playoffs coming up now, and we got one more to go uh, before we start the playoffs. Daytona. That's, uh, Kyle should bring it to the top. The question who I thought would make it in, and I, I my pick's going to be Blaney. I think uh, he does good on the super speedways, Kyle. It's not a bad pick. I mean, he won last year. Um, runs good at Daytona Talladega. Few, few few feet away from winning the Daytona 500. So uh, we'll see what happens. And you know, Rowdy, looking forward to this weekend. And uh, I actually, uh, before we uh, do go away, I do go to Port Royal this weekend as well. Yeah, Kyle. Let's talk a minute about that before you get going here. Well, Rowdy, uh, it was Open Wheel Madness Three at Port Royal Speedway. Four ten sprint cars, wing sprint cars, past three hundred five wing sprint cars. They had two features. Uh, they had their main feature, and then they had their makeup feature, and the USAC East Coast wingless sprint cars. Um, good show. They ran the four tens first. Uh, that was won by Logan Wagner. Um, the four-time and defending track champion, uh, Dylan Sisney, was second. Um, I did overhear Dylan Sisney say if it wasn't for lap traffic, he probably would have won the race. Um, you know, he is from Port Royal. That is his hometown and home track. So, uh, Blaine Heimbach uh, completed the podium. So, he's from Sealands Grove, not far down the road. Uh, in the past 305 uh, division, um, they had two winners. Uh, Garrett Bard wound up winning the uh, the makeup feature on August 6th. And then uh, we had uh, Stevie Kennewell Jr. get the win in the, in the main pass feature, um, the first one of the night, um, holding off the uh, 36th car and also Garrett Bard uh, getting a third. So a uh, good, good run for them. USAC East Coast Wingless Sprints. Um, Briggs Dander did not win. Uh, he did win earlier in the season there. Uh, finished fourth. I just want to mention Rowdy. He won the uh, the 410 Sprint Car Race last night at, at Action Track USA in Kutztown. It's a big win for him. Uh, Alex Bright, uh, second in the USAC East Coast Wingless Sprint Points. Um, got up to the front pretty fast, and after that just took control of the race. So um, Alex Bright, the winner at Port Royal. Um, I like those those wingless sprints, Rowdy. They're they're pretty cool to see, and I'm glad we were able to make it. You know, disappointed not to make Watkins Glen. Um, I know you and I were talking about that all year, um, just with work schedules and everything, just didn't work out. But I'm glad I got to Port Royal. That was kind of the backup plan, and uh, glad my dad was with me, and we were able to enjoy it that night. Yeah, exactly, Kyle. I mean, it's not the way the plans we had, but you know what? We made the best of what we had. And made it work. We 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 did, Kyle. I like these Monday mornings. So, uh, hey, it's gonna be every Monday morning, Kyle. Uh, next Monday morning should be interesting. I 
I don't know exactly where I'll be at, but Kyle, I know it being a if it was a Sunday race, I would probably be at Daytona that morning and do the show from from out there at Daytona, but I, I think traveling's going to be my Sunday deal. So I'll, who knows, Kyle? Yeah, all righty. Um, hopefully the weather holds up for you. And um, oh, it's going to blow on through. It's coming. We, all the bad weather's coming through this early this week. So tropical season, like you know that. Yep, it is. But uh, yeah, hopefully it is a good one. Kyle, you got anything else for this? We shut this thing down. Not a whole lot, Rowdy, but I do want to talk quick about the the sprint car schedule coming up here in the dirt and PA. A uh, big big time kicking off this week. The All Star Circuit of Champions making their second visit to Bloomsburg Fair Raceway Wednesday night, August twenty fourth, then Thursday, August twenty fifth, they go to New Jersey's Bridgeport Speedway, and then Friday, August twenty sixth, the, uh, the the Twin Twenties. Uh, with uh, for Williams Grove Speedway, and then we have uh, the All Stars going to Lincoln Speedway on uh, August 27th. So a lot of things going on, Rowdy. Um, a lot of stuff going on here. I just want to make sure. Uh, I just I don't. Yeah, the Twin Twenties, the sprints for the All Star Circuit Champions, and then Seelands uh, Grove, the Jacko Memorial Saturday night up against. Uh, like I said, Lincoln. Not a great thing, but that is what it is. So. And then we got the uh, we got the Juniata County Fair coming up in uh, Port Royal. Um, that starts uh, Labor Day weekend and goes all the way through the Tuscarora 50, which pays 55,000 to win. So a uh, big race coming up for them. Uh, Port Royal has five shows during the fair week. They have Saturday this up or excuse me, uh, actually Port Royal the uh, they're running the uh, Lucas Oil Late Models this week and Dirt Late Models 50,000 to win Saturday night. Uh, and then they'll, they'll be back in action on the Saturday after that, the Saturday of Labor Day weekend, they will be back uh, with the normal show. So the 410 Sprints have five shows coming up, Rowdy. That's Saturday, Monday, Labor Day for the Labor Day Classic, and then three nights for the Tuscarora 50, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night, with the race being Saturday, September 10th. And then, um, and then also with the Gymnasium Memorial Open on the 24th, so there's, there's a lot going on. Then you have the National Open, so it's pretty busy now, you know, up until the rest of the year. Um, there's always a race you can go to or go somewhere, so um, it's going to be unfortunate. I can't make Bloomsburg uh, Wednesday night. i got to work, but, um, you know, I just want to say thank you to everybody there. Uh, ben Stoltz, who does the PR there, Dino Alberto, who does the PA. Um, thanks to everybody there um, for their, for their uh, hospitality this season. Um, so I uh, just want to, you know, it's good to hopefully Bloomsburg comes back. I know, we, we, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty with that track. But uh, I'll, I'll let you know what's going on when we get closer to that. But, uh, Rowdy, uh, looking forward to you going to Daytona. Um, you know, I was, you know, we couldn't get Buddy on today. I, I hope he's okay. Um, you know, we'll try and reschedule him. It's not a big deal. So a lot of good content today, Rowdy. Kyle Larson sweeps the weekend. And, uh, you know, Brandon Jones. This seems like the seas just parted, Rowdy. It seemed like the seas just parted all weekend, and it just seemed like the guy in, in second or third just got the win. So uh, that happens, and that's part of racing. So uh, looking forward to Thursday night, and uh, hopefully we'll get some good guests lined up for you. Absolutely, Kyle. I'll be 
down in Daytona Thursday night. So that that's a for sure deal. And Kyle, before we go, just kind of make this thing all happening. Jump on there, follow us. You win some tickets to the 400 coming up. Hey, if you're in the fan zone, stop by. We'll, we'll, we'll be there off and on all day, two days, Kyle. I like that, Rowdy. We're going to do the same thing down at Homestead, Kyle. They'll have us a place. We'll go down there and do us a live remote. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.